wanna go down to the deep end and get back what's gone round. You've been keeping down the aisles between the rows. Your boys, Matt, Brian, and uh, we are coming back to you right after a sweet ass pie of pizza. That's right, that's <laughs> right. We uh, could not fight the feeling of getting a piece of pizza. That's right, because we were watching a movie that uh, for this episode that is a through and through New York movie. That's true. It's so New York that you can't even like you just seen all the sights. Yeah, it's, it's, it's nice. <laughs> but it's not only a New York movie; it is a Christmas movie because we are doing. The holiday December once again. That's right. Uh, we put it out for a vote a little while ago that I screwed up, and then I put it out again, and it still won. And then it won. There you go. Yeah. Against the odds. Yeah. Yeah. So we put this movie. Uh, it's the second right. in this franchise against a few other Christmas movies, and you were like, oh, I was like, man, I hope it's Home Alone too. Right. And you're like, dude, it is not. I I was because it was Scrooged. It yeah. was Nightmare Before Christmas. Yeah. It was. A Muppets Christmas Carol, and of course, Home Alone. Right. And Home Alone had 0% of the vote. 0% chance. And you were like, it's not looking too good. Yeah, and then I, I look, like, and I'm just like, well, maybe because you put Home Alone 3. That's right. I put the worst Home Alone. <laughs> the worst, by far the worst Home Alone. But, and I changed it, yeah. and then overwhelmingly, there all the go. votes came out. Everyone uh, on Twitter was kind of just like, oh, oh, okay, yeah, <laughs> that's what you meant? Yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah, so that was on me. That was on me. But it's all good. The true champion came, you know, the cream of the crop rose to the top. To the tippity top. And we reviewed 1992's... That's right. ...second movie this month of 92. <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Home Alone 2. Home Alone 2, to get you right lost back in Lost in New York. Lost all, all the way in New York. Yeah, they were definitely lost in New York, because they didn't know where shit was when <laughs> no, they made this movie. <laughs> it, it's like, I think they think New York's just one big circle. Right, yeah. <laughs> because it's no, there's no way. But it's interesting to see what people uh, in, like, I guess in L.A. thought, or in Chicago, I guess, if you're John yeah. Hughes, um, thought about New York at the time. I'm trying to see what, like, what part of 92 this came out in. See if it's, like... like what month? Yeah, what month. Wow, I just saw that. I'm looking at the poster right now. It's the Statue of Liberty doing the Kevin McAllister yeah. face. That is... That's marketing right there. Yeah. It's haunting, it's, but it is... Yeah. Oh, it's even on it's the original terrible. poster. I didn't it's realize terrible. that. Oh, it came out in November, so that's oh, close that's to, Christmassy. That's very close to Christmas. When's the last time we had a like a? Actually, that's I can't say that. I was gonna say when's the last time we had like a good Christmas movie come out on Christmas? But there was that Christmas movie that came out last year. It was with Amelia Clark. It was a rom com. Oh, uh, it was not a good one. But yeah, it was. Uh, it came out something with like the hearts for Christmas, like, a, like something like that. Yeah, yeah. tear her and like Henry Golding. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Whatever. Yeah. Uh, so, but I, I, I don't it's know. Christmas stuff. It's Christmas stuff. There are people. There are so many rom coms for Christmas. All you have to do is turn on the Hallmark Channel. It's right. essentially a genre in itself. And attractive white woman. Yeah. Attractive white man. I saw a great uh, movie the other day. It's like, oh man, 
now that I'm becoming like moderately successful in the big city of New York, I'm really worried that I'm gonna lose my girl to some uh, <laughs> some some like really strapping Chad from Oklahoma that knows the true <laughs> meaning of Christmas. You know, some guy who owns an inn. <laughs> yeah, yeah, oh God, exactly. Who owns a toy store in, in like Minneapolis? Oh boy, um, because he knows the true meaning of Christmas. That's and true. I, of yeah. course, do not. You're just a soulless dentist. And, right. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> So um, I, I, I gotta that. get these kids' teeth filled before Christmas, yeah. Doris. <laughs> I'm sorry, I can't. They make have it. all these cavities from Halloween. No. I'm not gonna get it taken care of in time. I'm sorry, I can't go to your stepsister's cousin's baby's recital. Yeah, I right. have an emergency. But act. you know who can? Travis with zero responsibilities. He closes his shop at four. Of yeah, course he can exactly. Make it. So you know, just uh, like Mr. Duncan did, and that's why he's no longer around. <laughs> What? I know, I'm just saying. <laughs> By the way, Duncan's Toy Chest is not real. It's not a real place. It never was a real place. But it is based on a real place. It is based on a real place where you can buy overpriced toys. Yeah. It's called F.E.O. Schwartz. Is this still around, F.E.O. Schwartz? I think it's smaller doses. I think it's like a part of Macy's now or something. Yeah, something like I think because yeah. they went out of business originally, I yeah. think in like early 2000s, because they were too fucking expensive. Of for course. What, yeah, it was like... Because you could go to to Toys R Us and get everything like $5 less. It's funny that they probably thought Toys R Us was ruining the the industry, and now Amazon ruined it for Toys R Us. Oh, yeah. I think what they call ruin, other people just call like capitalism. Yeah, evolution. uh, Yeah. Yeah. Although I I still am on a hardcore Amazon ban. Oh, really? Yeah, I don't like Amazon. I don't like like shopping there. It doesn't feel feel slimy. I know. Sometimes you have to. I, I, as I have all my Amazon boxes that are filled with Christmas (laughs) I see that actually. (laughs) (laughs) You just like gotta kick them to the side. This is like when you said like the Funko Pop was like the dollar gift of. Oh yeah, (laughs) like it's like the really cheap gift. Like it's not that it's a cheap gift; it's that it's an easy gift, right? You know that everyone's already gotten. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah. I don't know anyone that hasn't gotten a Funko Pop for Christmas before. Or if they haven't, yeah, if they haven't at this point, then you shouldn't. You shouldn't start, right? Because chances are, they didn't. They're not the type that would appreciate one. No, yeah, and I, I think because of you know talking about Home Alone and the Christmas uh, atmosphere, yeah, you know, we probably will 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 talk about it. my mustache is annoying me right now. I really want to shave it. But you I'm, could. I could, but I said I'm going to keep it till Christmas. Oh, but, yeah, yeah, you're close. Uh, I think we're probably like a definitely mix. Our stories. Uh, yeah, I think so. Because, I mean, what hasn't been said about Home Alone 2? I know, there are many, many articles <laughs> about everything it did well and everything it didn't do well. There's some, like, really, like, upset yuppie who moved to New York City and was like, well, I could go to the plaza, and then I could go to 95th Street. Yeah, she can just go one straight to the other. <laughs> right. And then they realize it's actually four miles away. And then <laughs> it's like, I can go to they're... Battery Park and <laughs> Central Park in the same, like, oh, minute. Oh, God. Yeah. The, um... Kevin McAllister... Right. Is After either... taking a seven-hour cab ride from LaGuardia Airport mm-hmm. to Manhattan. Mm-hmm. Yep. But if you look out the window of LaGuardia, right. he's already there. Yeah, he's there. He's already right on, like, the FDR drive. <laughs> he's know? on the other side of the Yeah, Manhattan. yeah. <laughs> it's like he flew into Newark. You're right, you're right. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, so Home Alone 2, as far as the premise goes, it kind of just takes the premise of the first Home Alone and alters it enough to call it a sequel. Right. You know? Um, but it's a lot of... Uh, the whole time, it, it doesn't it doesn't distinguish it enough so that when I'm watching, I'm thinking anything except, 
how are they still falling for this? Like, how are they still making the same mistakes? Right. You know? Well, yeah, They're even like, saying, like, this is the same thing that happened last time, <laughs> and they don't adjust for it at all. Right. Like, instead of shooting Kevin early on, <laughs> like, instead of asking him to throw down the camera, just right. shoot him. Mm-hmm. Like, he can't dodge a bullet. No. They're, they're just standing there, like, okay. And then they automatically assume he doesn't know where he is. Right. But if he's up there throwing bricks, he knows where he is. Exactly. Yeah. You should know from the jump that he planned this. Right. Um, second, his family. Right. You know? First of all, I can't imagine taking a vacation only one year after you almost lost your son. Right. You know? This, the trauma from that, I feel like we would stay home the next year. At least the next two. Yeah. Right. Until you feel comfortable enough and Kevin's grown, a little more grown, mm-hmm. where you feel like you can, uh, you know, yeah, trust him. Yeah, he was 10 years old, so was, this is, takes place a year after the last one, obviously, mm-hmm. so he says he's 10 so why wouldn't you wait till he's like thirteen, right? To before be like, even thinking yeah. about going on vacation. Yeah, like you again. can't, you can't even like comprehend, like can't even comprehend it. The, the the lack of responsibility, and then on top of that, you're gonna send him upstairs the night before you guys go on vacation, which is the exact problem you had the last time. Right. Yeah, they had no accountability buddies. You know, that's that that's the thing. You gotta have like your your you know your hallway mm-hmm. teammate. You gotta mm-hmm. hold hands. You gotta have your buddy. You yeah. gotta have your buddy. They didn't work. The McAllisters don't work on the buddy system. No, no. And I think it and been, it's doomed them on multiple occasions. It did. It would have been better if, say, they did work on the buddy system, mm-hmm. and then it turned out that the but them and Kevin and the buddy both got lost. Both got lost, and they went to New York, and he had to be like, "Don't worry, I got you." But then you're not alone. But technically, you are alone. I mean, the two of them. The are two alone. of them are alone. You could say that, you know, oh, the the, the McAllister. You could say any group of people is alone. Right. You know. Mm. Oh, sad. Especially on Christmas. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's dark. <laughs> but like, I think like if him and Buzz, because that would be a good oh, arc to kind of settle. I agree. That I agree with. Yeah. Because I told you at the end, every movie, Buzz does something terrible to Kevin. Right. And then at the end of the movie, suddenly, Buzz appreciates Kevin and everything he does. He is the, he is the Hulk Hogan of yeah, the McAllister yeah. <laughs> family. Where he just treats everyone like shit up mm-hmm. until one point where it's like, oh... He, he, Kevin, you really showed us something. Listen, brother, I've yeah. been doing listen, this all wrong. <laughs> listen, dude. <Yeah. laughs> you, you really kind of saved our asses back there, bro. You saved brother. Christmas, Jack. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Here's a present. Yeah. <laughs> Which he beamed at him, by oh, the way. Oh, he did. Long, like a fucking hard, yeah. like a brick from the top of yeah. a crown stone. <laughs> uh, but yeah, Buzz is just... Uh, but it never feels earned. No. His respect never feels earned. One, I can imagine... In the first one, it kind of does. He was like... Oh shit! You you turned our house into a war zone to protect the, from two burglars with guns. Right. You're kind of badass. You know, I can see him appreciating. But how that. much of that story does he believe, or even know about? Yeah. Right. Did Kevin have to go to court? Oh, uh, he probably doesn't believe very much of it because at the beginning of this movie, right, he's still bullying Kevin. And also, it wasn't so funny that the entire audience right. lost their shit at him like putting candles behind Kevin's ears. I don't think those people would have laughed. I think they would have all gossiped yeah, about like, how oh. shitty the McAllisters yeah, were. Yeah, exa- exactly. Jeez, oh, no discipline. It's like they left him last year, and now look what they're doing. Yeah, because yeah, yeah, I'm sure <laughs> and public that story got him. around. Oh, yeah. You know? Oh, my God. Easily. Easily. Jesus. There's nothing catty white women love than spreading shit. You know? Absolutely. Plus, there were, like, explosions going off in the McAllister house last right, year. Right, yeah. You think you tell me nobody noticed? And their neighbor's ha- basement got flooded. Yeah. Like, a couple of them got flooded, because yeah. that was their thing. So, I, I, 
Yeah, yeah, we absolutely. Have our, we have our unresolved issues. Right. That, and then of course, you now you say right. when Kevin uh, realizes that Buzz was humiliating him and pushes Buzz. Oh yeah, I, I firmly uh, firmly believe that Kevin is justified in that scene completely. I think he's done nothing wrong. I, it's not that he did something wrong. It's that his anger to do that to Buzz caused a lot of damage. That's collateral. It's all collateral damage. I know, but collateral damage still needs to be accounted for. To take it out on Buzz. He shouldn't have been doing it. It's true, but it's true. Yeah. He should take it out on Buzz, but I wouldn't say that Kevin immediately resorting to violence right. was the right move. Well, they, they probably don't have a lot of good conflict resolution in the McAllister family. Not at all. Because, I mean, look at, the, look at the power dynamic where obviously Buzz is the oldest, mm-hmm. so he has to, he probably physically dominates over his older, and then he Naturally. he turns the, the middle children against Kevin. Mm-hmm. So Kevin's out there fighting. He's scrapping. That's why he's a sociopath. Exactly. <laughs> That's why he's going to be a serial killer. He's been pushed to the edge, but, yeah. you know, a lot of villains were pushed to the edge. That's true. Doesn't make them heroes. Right. You know? So, uh, I think, I think Kevin's still wrong. I think he's, I think I understand the justification, mm-hmm. but I don't think it's a, it's a good action. If the old lady didn't get knocked down by a Christmas tree, right. I think it would have been a lot easier to be like, okay, Kevin's in the right. Well, considering how death works in this movie, <laughs> right. she's probably she, fine. She bounced right. She kipped up. She did show yeah, Michael's yeah, kip exactly. up. <laughs> <laughs> but from there, he gets grounded because, now this I agree with, he didn't want to apologize for what he did. I agree with that. Yeah. You know? Um, I do think after seeing Buzz's apology, though, if it were me, I'd probably be like, oh, yeah, I'm sorry. And just, you know, if it's that easy. I think he's too young to understand what manipulation is. He's got too much pride. He does, yeah. I yeah. think he just wanted to, like, just cut fire tracks on everybody. Mm-hmm. Just like, fuck you, Uncle Frank. Fuck you, Fulton, or whatever his name is, Fuller. Yeah, but no. on the other hand, it's like, wasn't the entire point of the last movie to appreciate your family? I mean, they got to appreciate him, too. I know. That's what I'm saying. Nobody learned. Man, no, yeah, exactly. It's, everyone's... Character arc was just like a little long. Like a yeah, long. exactly. It's a, it's a speed bump arc. It's a, it's an arc in that you start at the bottom, right. you come up, and then end up back at the bottom. Right. You know? <laughs> no one continues their growth. Yeah, nobody. Oh. Exactly. And that's the kind. Of, that's what I mean where they had to just kind of reset everything for the premise to make any sense. Right. Because no family would let their kid get lost like that twice. No. And no family would treat, they would treat each other like that after having such a crazy experience just a year ago. Right, exactly. Yeah. And also, the criminals would just, in a giant city like New York, would just forget a about it mm-hmm. they would not have to like i forgot like what did they do they walked out of the store at the same time yeah and like okay well now we'll just ruin everything this exactly. guy this Sold the whole plan away. this nine-year-old wrecked us mm-hmm. so now he's a year older with the taste for blood and now <laughs> let's go after him again you know if a kid wrecked my shit right uh that on christmas and at the McAllister house and i ended up in jail then Blown and then bailed out of not bailed out they of broke jail, like broken out of jail during mm-hmm. a riot, and then in New York, right, right, a whole other city, and then I see what I walking out. I'd assume that was just a kid that looked like him, right? Yeah, but then he saw the K McAllister. But there's also probably a bunch of Kevin McAllisters in New York. Yeah, that's why I said to you, and I thought it'd be really funny if they said it <laughs> during St. Patrick's Day, yeah. because because there's so many Kevin McAllisters just yeah. lining the streets. Yeah, <laughs> Kevin McAllister, oi, huh? huh? Eh, what the fuck you want? Yeah. <laughs> Who said that? Megan? <laughs> Molly, is that you? Colleen? Yeah, Colleen. <laughs> yeah, I think, like, it just, that's just me, like, thinking, like, how funny that would have been if it's just, like, millions of Kevin just go, huh? Yeah, Shannon? What? 
You're not wearing your green. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, it, it the the pettiness and spitefulness and just the here's what here's my problem with this movie. I'm gonna get out of the way right now. Okay. Because I like the movie. I, okay. It's a great. Yeah. Movie. No, it's a fun movie. Fun it's a movie. Real fun. What I dislike. Not Hall of Fame worthy. No. I'll say that. No. Is that the even if you take away that this movie's a sequel and everyone in this movie has been through the same exact thing already right these villains how many times can they fall for kevin saying oh no come and get me <laughs> right. and then they get up after receiving a like death sentence worth of trauma and they're just like oh we got to get him marv right like instead of sh- shooting at him right there just shoot him boom why are you even trying to engage in close quarters combat <laughs> right. with this kid who has clearly mastered guerrilla warfare? Right, right. Like, he is... He spent the whole year in the trenches is what it looks like. He's only... Like I said, he's a year older. He's a year, like, probably... He's probably, like, planning, like, out Buzz's execution. He's right. like, okay, in Miami, I'm definitely going to trap him with some cocaine. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's an interesting point, too. Like, how he can turn a, a, a renovated house into a death trap for two grown-ass men. Right. But a year later, he's still letting Buzz pick on him? Yeah, he should have... It should be a new power dynamic. Yeah, Buzz should that. be sh- hanging from his ankle from, like, a mountain. There's no way. No way. Um, but, yeah, I'd say when it comes to the actual, like, you know, the the climax where, you know, the... What everybody what everybody paid there to, to see right is like you know Joe Pesci and, and uh, John Hurt no uh, Daniel Stern Daniel Stern John Hurt is the dad ah, that's what I keep fucking up yeah uh, and Daniel Stern just get mollywopped right. by a ten year old like he, that became I felt cartoonish towards the end uh, toward towards the in, in this movie is it there comes to a point where like I think it's the where they get knocked with the pipe. On the staircase, mm-hmm. and after that, it's just like, enough's enough. Knocked to the pipe on the staircase, mm-hmm. drop at least twenty five feet, right, and then get crushed by the same pipe, right, and then they just get back up, get right back up, and run up those stairs, right. That's when for me it becomes a kids movie, a cartoon. Mm-hmm. In the first movie, they went through a lot, yeah, but there wasn't anything that would have killed them outright. No, right? I mean. The the nail on the stairs. Ooh, the, yeah, ooh. yeah, yeah. The glass, the the broken glass ornaments. Arr! The uh, the 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 doorknob that's yeah. on, that's heated up. I love that he still had the he scar. He still had the scar. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then didn't he also have his head got on fire? Again? Yeah, he yeah. also had his head on fire for that, like a blowtorch, like yeah. at the top. But then after that, it was all easy stuff, I think. Or at least, yeah, and none of that. That's all sadistic, right? And it would all cause a world of pain that I would yeah. never want to repeat, but. None of that would kill. In this, this, this it kills. everything would kill. Right. And that's where it became like an unrealistic amount of, of one, how are these people functioning? And two, why do they keep falling for this? Right. And like the thing is like this, what's funny, like the state, like from the staple gun on, it's like it gets worse as older as you get. Yeah. Because you like, you realize when a construction staple gun is like the stuff that they hang like wires with right so that it's not like a regular staple it's this lo- like it's a long yeah it's a javelin it's like two inch two inch pieces of metal just going right into your skin right and then having that go into your nose and your crotch jesus oh it's terrible yeah and that but terrible. that not only that but like also i feel like the setup mm-hmm. in the first one 
was great because he had his entrances covered. Right. He had the staircases covered. He, you know, it was things that, like, all right, he could anticipate that a reasonable person would take this route, and so he covered that route. Right. In this, the, he was said, like, he, they were falling for things that there was no way he could have anticipated. Do you think because he moved too fast? He moved very fast, but yeah. also just, like, for example, um, I'm trying to think of one. Yeah. So he covered the, uh, he, he greased the freaking uh, ladder in right. the beginning that Joe Pesci, that uh, Harry fell, uh, right. slipped off of. Which, again, back-breaking punishment from there. Oh, yeah. Then he also covered the door. It's like, why would you cover the ladder if, John, if like, you, unless you expected Harry to go for the ladder instead of the door? Right. Yeah, like, the, like, he planned it out within seconds. So he's like, okay, well, I'll definitely, like, put up these 500 pounds of wrenches above this door. Mm-hmm. But also, as a backup. As a backup. Right. Like, if these wrenches don't kill this poor man. Right. So that's the thing. What reason... But no, that's the that's the whole thing, though. Right. Once the wrenches fell, the door was open. He got in. So why grease the ladder unless you expected Harry to do the completely impractical thing of going up the ladder instead of going through the door? Right. And you could think, like, well, okay, Harry's... Uh, Harry, I mean, they, they've definitely... He's definitely learned from the last time. He's not going to just walk through the right. every door. Right. Every doorknob he went to and he tapped. Yeah. Yeah. Except Harry fell for many of the same hijinks that he ran into in the first movie. Yep. You know, he fell for it over and over and over in this movie. So it's like... Yeah, they... Oh. Harry, yeah. Like, they're not... They're not... They're not bright, these two. Mm-mm. These two. These are uh, pretty dumb... They're impractically stupid. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Some yeah. might say they have brain damage. Yeah. <laughs> Just yeah. a little. Just a scotch of brain damage. But, uh... Yeah, it, it, other than that, I do like... You know, in the in the first movie, you know he's uh, he's at home. He's watching his movies. He's eating his ice cream. Right. But something about this movie, him doing it this time, made me extra envious. Maybe because we were hungry. Maybe I, I could have been it. I think yeah, because it's one of these movies. Like I think I even told you, like this movie has done more for New York pizza mm-hmm. than New York has ever done. <laughs> <laughs> it is like the perfect sales pitch because when he walks out of the, the plaza. And they give him that that big old fresh pie pizza, yeah, yeah. and the steam's coming the off. Steam comes off, and it's like holy, like holy shit! Like we ordered a pizza. Like, what, we ordered five, a pizza five minutes yeah. after that. <laughs> I paused the movie. I'm like, you want you want to get food? Like I'm hungry. I'm gonna get yeah, pizza, bro. We needed that. Yeah, man, it was good. It was good pizza. It was it was solid pizza. Good pizza. Yeah, I'm glad we got it. Yeah, me too. Uh, the second slice was the best. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> I mean, that's always how it is for me. The second, second slice, because the first slice is too hot for me. Oh, okay. You know, so by the time I finish the first I, slice, the second slice cooled off. See, I thought it would be like the first slice is you getting accustomed to the taste. Oh, like yeah. Like the, the, like the, the seasonings, the, uh, the, the oil, the, and the, oil, the that, herbs. That's a great point, The cheese. Actually. And the second slice, you'd be like, I could just enjoy this. I, I, I appreciate yeah. that, for sure. Uh, I, all right. Yeah. <laughs> no, because there's definitely a few times where it's like, I have one slice, I'm just right. like, I'm only now getting the feel for it, and I'm already done with this slice. Right. You know? Second slice, yeah, because the first slice, if you're hungry, mm-hmm. gone. Right. Gone in under, like, two seconds. Yeah, that's how it was for us. Right, yeah. I mean, you've had, I've seen you eat a burrito that was bigger than a football, and you're like, I'm hungry, and it's gone. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, I just, like, I just opened up the container. <laughs> Shit's gone already. And, but, and I, you know I'm, like, neat with my burritos. Oh like, my I don't God, leave yeah. a trace. Oh, yeah. Like, by the way, like, this is what I'm saying. Like, this, we were gonna, inter- like, go crazy on this one, but, like, yeah. 
clean burritos, top notch. If you if you go to a place that has like a very tightly wrapped burrito, mm-hmm. oh yeah, that that's how you do it. Yeah, that's how you do it. Absolutely. Because it's don't tough. give me that sloppy shit. No, yeah. Because also like. You got to be careful when the place is off of rice in the burrito. Mm. Got to see how they cook that rice. That's right. If it's a little a little uh, slippery rice, not a good. Not gonna have a good time. Not a good burrito. Yeah, it's got to have a little bit of stick to it. Got to have some sticky rice in there. I agree. I agree. Yeah. Um, so one thing that this movie gets a lot of. Uh, a lot, uh, Just trying to pad time. Yeah. Because <laughs> this movie is almost thirty years old. I know, but there is a lot to talk about. There is. Don't get me wrong. And like, it's mostly geographical. Yeah, a lot of it. A lot of it's a lot of it's geographical. But one thing that's not. Our president oh, yeah. gets a lot of shit for his cameo in this. Yeah, I, I don't mind it. I've never minded it in the beginning. I thought it was kind of dumb that he was there, but then I found out why he was there. I was like, oh, okay, that's dumber, but whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it also, everyone says, oh, oh my God, how could the how could Trump like see a kid in the, in a hotel and not even ask any questions, just let him like get past him? He just asked where the lobby is. Right. Like, oh, you, you know, your family's probably in the lobby. He pointed to where adults are. Yeah. He pointed, like, this is the one, like, thing we'll ever say nice about. I know. Uh, yeah, nice exactly. Not a fan of him by any means, yeah. but. He's like, desk is over to the, over there to the left. Yeah. And oh. also, if a kid was lost, where would you take them? To the lobby. To the lobby. Right. And also, the lobby was, like, it looked like it was 10 feet away. Right. So he, he was, was he was already on the way. <laughs> I, I don't know. If Some I was might that say kid, the lobby is right as you walk in the door. <laughs> <laughs> if I was in his position and a kid asked me where the lobby was, I don't think I would stop everything I was doing to be like, well, let's hold Child, on a Child, let yeah. me bring you to someone who can right, handle this. Right, right. So. Who gives, who gives up? I think it's just more just like, you know, like. This is fun to shit on. It's just fun to shit on. You know, yeah. here he is in this, in this kid's movie, this innocuous kid's movie that he's been in since 1992 and now all of a sudden it's like, how terrible. Yeah. When there's literally a child-eating clown behind the desk <laughs> and just no one gives a fuck. <laughs> How could they let Tim Curry on that set? That's so. It's so funny that he was there. Like, in '92, it's two years after it, so yeah. it's like, I, I it's, it was, was uh, Pennywise on his off season. You already knew he was hunting kids, right? You know. <laughs> uh, but what I, what I like about him, uh, about the, about Tim Curry's character, is that he saw that this kid come in and he was suspicious, and then this seems to immediately have taken it personally, right? You know. Like, all you got to do is, like, you know, look at, run his numbers, ask him, hey, like, I want to meet your dad, where's your dad? Right. You know, anything. I have to go over something with your dad real quick. You're right. Yeah. Anything. Or, you know, knock on the door. Right. You know, instead of sneaking in or sending <laughs> the concierge to, like, steal shit from the kid. Right. Like, how could, like, he, how could you take it so, like, how could you be so spiteful in just doing your job? Right. You know? <laughs> Well, this is also, like, at a time where the only, like, cell phones were, I think, these gigantic... The Zach Morris? I think, yes, the Zach Morris type or the ones that are in cars. Right. So it's, like, very, like, not not widely available Mm -hmm. as it is now. Because, like, now it would be, like, three seconds to be like, oh, where's your dad? Oh, uh, let me give him a call real quick. Exactly. Yeah. So, um, yeah, Tim Curry's character definitely... Uh, I think he's there just to be like, oh, absolutely, like a like a, 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 a another another beta victim, villain, another target, right? Yeah. yeah, and I enjoy that they had a beta villain, right? Yeah, I enjoy that I enjoy that because it's cool. Like, it, it put a little more uh, 
adversity instead of the whole movie being one note. Right. You know, Home Alone, it, it works, but in Home Alone 2, Lost in New York... You gotta, you gotta up the ante. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Also, like, it kind of, like, <laughs> takes the piss out of, like, New York, like, New York establishments. Like, oh, they think they're so hoity-toity. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we'll show them. A kid will play a movie that's over 50 years old, and they'll be like, oh, I've never heard of this one before. Right. <laughs> well, there's two old guys right there, like... I definitely know this movie. I, I went to the premiere. Yeah, <laughs> Curly Joe and, and Cliff and Cliff. Yeah, <laughs> Mo and Stumpy Pete and yeah. yeah. <laughs> but uh, I mean, and also that's just the same bit from the first one, right? So it's like, I guess. Yeah, it's like yeah. okay, it's funny. It's still funny. Yeah, it was funny. Like kids, kids get it. Eh, a little chuckle. Kids are gonna love it. Yeah, yeah. And this movie, l- l- lest we forget. It's for the kids. It's for the kids. More more so for the kids. Than us. Yeah. Yeah. Because uh, yeah. you're, you're like looking at like going thing like, well, that could be a toy. Well, that could be a toy. Mm-hmm. Like this is like Mousetrap with Home Alone. Where yeah. Those recorders probably like. Oh, I have one. Went like, Oh, you do? I have one right now. Yeah. Oh, I have, shit. I have a Talkboy too. It's called a Talkboy? Yeah. So then the. Oh, wow. Yep. That's cool. Yeah. Uh, what, and I mean, obviously the pizza and ice cream industry skyrocketed. <laughs> yeah, that the ice cream was like ridiculous. Yeah, it's like a big old banana boat, banana split. You know, it felt like the holy grail of ice cream that I was looking at. I lo- I loved his line though. It's like uh, two scoops. It's like ah, throw some more on. I'm not driving. Yeah, yeah. It's like, <laughs> like that's that's fucking classic really, McAllister right yeah, there. Yeah, it is classic Kevin. Oh, it, shit, yo, know, Utah. Give me two. Give me two. Uh, now let's as somebody who lived in the city. Mm. As someone who lived near city adjacent, city adjacent, <laughs> yeah, um, we could both. We've, I think the funnier part of this is the amount of traveling he does <laughs> and how short of time he does. Yeah, because a lot of it is just fucking hysterical, hysterically impossible. Right. So like, and when he gets out of like the like, so he goes from Laguardia to over the 59th Street Bridge. Yeah, and then it goes like straight to like the battery park. Battery park. Does he stop in Chinatown first? He may stop in Chinatown, <laughs> and then it's like because then he goes like Chinatown, Battery Park, Central Park, Twin right, Towers, right? And then it's like not just some towers, the top, the tippity top, like holy shit. <laughs> and like thinking about it, because Battery Park is at the tip of yeah of Southern island. Manhattan, yeah. So like that's that's where you see the Statue of Liberty. That's like where you could kind of get to Jersey. Mm-hmm. You could take the ferry. And see Ellis Island and all that, but like then Central Park is in the middle. Yeah, so it's absolutely. a. It was I looked up. It's a two and a half mile walk from Battery Park to right. Central Park, and for his little ass legs. <laughs> I mean, we're assuming he walked. I am, yeah. But he took. We saw him take cabs several times. Yeah, yeah. but also the, that cab would be like, where you want to go, Central Park. Uh. Right. What yeah. part of Central Park? Right, right. Oh, the, the... The central part of it? Okay. <laughs> the 59th Street part? Yeah. Uh, yeah, kid, get the fuck out of here. Get out of here, kid. Yeah. Fuck you. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, that's... Yeah. Absolutely. Um, there's a bunch of spots that he's able to hit in quick succession that even with a taxi, you wouldn't be able to uh, yeah. in, in, in the holiday season. Right. You know? My guy is going from 59th Street to 95th Street down to uh, Rockefeller Center. Like, he's in a matter of minutes. Yeah. Like, miles worth of traveling. Yeah, like, he, uh... Yeah, and that's the thing. It is during the holiday. So, he got he had to have gotten in there the day before Christmas mm-hmm, Eve. Mm-hmm. So, December 23rd yeah. in New York City. 
you can't you couldn't you, breathe it yeah like now you can yeah <laughs> but well, there's there's a reason but why. you shouldn't you shouldn't <laughs> but like there is no way no way in hell yeah um but it's what's funny is that i don't nowadays i do but when i was a kid watching it i didn't think about that no yeah i thought yeah. honestly when i never went to in 92 i was uh, i was seven so I, I hadn't been to New York City at that point. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I was like, okay, well, that makes a lot of sense to mm-hmm. me. But like I said, like when when I was looking it up on, uh, on like uh, on Google, where the first thing that comes up was some article about like the hilarious like inaccuracy of yeah. New York geography in Home Alone 2. I was like, some just upset yuppie moved to the city thinking, I could master this place in a day. Right. And then they got in there, and they're like, how do we get to Times Square to Madison Square Garden? And got lost. Yeah. They got lost, they got mugged, right. and they got beaten. And then they realized <laughs> that Home Alone was just a movie. Do I have to make a right out of Penn Station to get to... Th- yeah. like, oh. <laughs> oh, man. It's... it's um, Also, I like how like the tree was like this huge plot point at the end. It was just like, where would he go if I was Kevin? Right. I'd go to the tree! And the, he didn't even look at that tree up until the exact moment she thought he would go there. You know? Right. He had been there for two days. He said in the beginning that all he wanted was a Christmas without a Christmas tree, which, again, great foreshadowing. Right. And didn't go the first couple days he was there. He, I didn't mean, even ask the limo drivers, like, how far is the Christmas tree from here? Well, you got to imagine, the plaza's probably on 59th. Right. The no, the plaza's on... Oh, man. Hold on. No, I mean, but in the movie, it is. <laughs> the Plaza Hotel is on Fifth uh, Fifth Avenue. Yeah. On. Oh, goddamn Google! Sorry, everybody. We must solve this. We must solve this problem. <laughs> yeah, get to the bottom of this. Right. It's on West 59th Street. Yeah, there you go. It's on 59th. Okay, so yeah, he got right off the bridge. It's 10 blocks away. Right off the bridge. And you didn't walk... And the one place you could have walked to, <laughs> right. and you didn't go. <laughs> the only, like, the only like, reasonable walk is right. right there. Right, And he didn't go. Because, like, F.E.O. Schwartz was right there. I think it was a little... Maybe have been... Yeah, like, it is funny that he gets into a limo, and F.E.O. Schwartz is probably, Three blocks away. Yeah. Three yeah. blocks away. At most. But it, at this, uh, uh, in his defense... He got in the limo and then told the driver where he was going. Right. So the driver didn't know. He was just tooling around. Right. Yeah. So I don't blame him for that. (laughs) But, uh, yeah, I I really feel... Also, I I never felt like... In the first Home Alone, you feel like he really hit a low. Right. And when he hit that low, he was like... That's when it clicked for him that he needs his family. Yeah, when he had that moment in the church with the old man where he's like... You know, I'm all, I'm out here on my own. I'm fighting uphill, and the the old man's like, "I was in your spot too, kiddo." Mm-hmm. But then I learned I'm an old man with a shovel, <laughs> and he's like, "Oh man, I don't want to be an old man with a shovel." And then turns it right up. Right, and then you see it. Not only does Kevin learn from his interaction with the old man, but the old man then goes and makes amends with his son at the end of the movie. Right, because they both learn from each other. Right, and that old man is now replaced with a homeless lady. Right, in this movie. Which we have to talk about at some yeah, point. Yeah, okay. But, uh... That's but, not a fan. N- n- not she, a fan. <laughs> I mean, she harnesses demons. Like, right. she is a fiend. <laughs> but, uh... But, instead, they have... They spend, like, half the day together. Right. Right? They become friends almost immediately. Like, they become, become real chill. And, uh... 
Kevin doesn't do any kind of introspection no. from this. Instead, he gives her the life lesson, which she also does not follow because when he follows up with her, she is doing the same exact thing he met her doing. <laughs> so she it's not like at the end you see she like hands in a job application or some right. shit. He's like, you know? She's walking him into like a McDonald's like, hey, I'm going to start working tomorrow. Exactly. <laughs> you know, or, or like she begins trying to meet people. Because, she's like, the new concierge of the plaza. Yeah, Finally. Something like that, right? But, instead, but no, she's just there with her pigeons. And right. instead he gives her a fucking dove. You know? <laughs> so it, that, I feel like be, we're missing that... Um, He's just straight up flexing on her the whole entire time. Oh, my God. Oh, well, you want some hot chocolate? Buy some hot chocolate. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, um, let me go... Uh, I'm running over from the plaza. Yeah. Me and my family are staying in the plaza. The plaza. <laughs> If I, were, if I were her, I would have jumped his I would have murdered him immediately. Yeah. Oh, Broken yeah. his leg right away. Right out the spot. Like one of my pigeons next. So now it's a good enough time. Yeah. It's time. The pigeons. The pigeons. Matt's not a fan. This is a woman who is harnessing the lowest form of sentient life in all of New York City. Even rats? And weaponizing it. They are rats. Oh, yeah. With dude. wings. And she is... So I I think this is probably common thread throughout our uh, our podcast, but Matt does not like birds. I think all forms of birds. There was may- one. There was maybe one. Sam the eagle is on the cool list. Nah, he's oh, not. Damn. But there was a canary uh, that my dad had named Kiwi. Okay. Kiwi was a sweet bird. All okay. she did was sing. I, I didn't you know I didn't give her the chance right. to do anything else. <laughs> not gonna let her get the chance. Not gonna get the drop on me. Exactly. <laughs> Kept her in her cage, but. She was a sweet bird. Um, but there is a... Di- these New York City pigeons are a different breed than every other style of pigeon. They're entitled. They are sadistic. They are ruthless. They are venereal. They are just the... Oh, they, they're, they're predatory. Mm. They're cannibalistic. They are pedophil- pedophilic. Wow, that's... Yeah, I... You've seen some shit, haven't you? The... The birds are so you know in a, in a like you know in a haunted in a haunted movie in a in a horror movie you look out the window there's a ghost there right you live in New York City you look out the window every single day there's a pigeon standing right there just watching you just watching you <laughs> waiting for you to slip waiting for you to open the the window to take a breath of fresh air then it pecks your eyes out. Matt's walking home from the grocery store with his baguette outside his bag fucking fighting things off with a yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Not today. <laughs> you scream too loud, they'll fly into your mouth. I think that happened to Daniel Stern in there. <sighs> I think one flew into his mouth. Ugh. Ugh. Yeah. Just the uh, or actors were not unionized. There was no actors guild in 1992 because no self-respecting organization of actors would let two hard workers go through that type of torment for what? A, a, a guffaw? Huh? A chuckle? For, for, for kicks? No. Joe Pesci is is theatrically trained. And you are going to put... Of course, I know that the actors were unionized in 1992. I'm just saying. It was a union back then. I know that. The birds had a union, too. So. Yeah, they must have. Right. Oh. They were all trained. I, I think the fact that you did have a, a Joe Pesci, a Daniel Stern, two, like you said, theatrically classically trained... trained you know, masters of their crafts. Yeah. Comedic geniuses. Oh, yeah. Take a pigeon to the face shows that this movie, they ha- they believed in this movie. 
<laughs> that they wanted this movie to succeed. They didn't need this movie. They didn't need it. They didn't need to do it. No. They could have been like, we could have just died like six six minutes ago. Oh, yeah. But they believed in it. They said, we'll put in the hard work. I'm trying to find out how much this made in the box office because I know this wasn't as well liked as the first one, mm, sure. but I'm pretty sure... Sequels rarely are. Yeah. Terminator 2, an exception. Yeah, Predators, Pred- exception. Yeah. Okay, so this was estimated at $28 million. Mm-hmm. Stay in the plaza mostly. Yeah. That's probably what it was. Because <laughs> most of you are on the streets and then back alleys. So. Yeah, honestly. Uh, it Opening weekend made 31 point. One million dollars, okay. so over budget its first weekend. That's great. In the night in ninety two. Yeah. So that's pretty big. It made gross worldwide thirty uh, three hundred and fifty eight point nine million dollars. There you go. So it's a big hit. It's a good. It's a big hit. It's a big hit. It's a big hit. Big hit. But just the fact that she had those disease ridden biological weapons. Yeah. Attack those two men. Why? Because they had a gun. In New York, you think that's the first? I. Just, I can't, I can't get behind her. I can't get behind her. Matt's not a fan. The, like their eyes, it's the eyes. Because they're soulless. They're they're soulless and they're hungry and they're just. Oh. They're like zombies, like little like little zombies, little flying but zombies. The only difference is that they are intelligent. They know what you do, and they even look grotesque in death. When you see a pigeon that was just hit by a car or a pigeon fall out of a tree because it just had a heart attack and died. Because it ate like an Alka-Seltzer? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, hopefully. (laughs) It's just, you ruined your day. Yeah. You know, dead birds are just as disturbing as living birds. Um, (laughs) Their little raptor feet. You know that they were were driving into their skin with those raptor feet. Cutting and and clawing. Cutting and scraping them up. Jesus. Yeah, it's a bad scene. And then they shit everywhere. You know they shat all over those two men. And and that probably that lady too. That lady was probably covered in it. Covered. And then Kevin gave her a big old hug at the end. Ugh. Disgusting. But... <laughs> so we cracked on the movie about this geography. We cracked on the movie about his pigeons. Even their coats. The feathers were just <laughs> a just a Jackson Pollock painting of of disgust. Of of sticky kerosene and Ugh. and fucking bird seed. Oh, no, no, no. I mean the coats of the birds, oh, like coats their of the birds. feathers. Oh yeah, they were, yeah. They were just so ugly. Yeah, they were spotty and stuff. Yeah, just and that's what they're like. That's I mean, they're not. Uh, no pigeons here, man. Nah. That's uh, why you put spikes on all your rails so they can't that's right, yeah. so they can't rest on them. And you put up a fake cutout of an owl. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's, if, that's a great idea, actually. Yeah. If some, if I ever see a bird try to build a nest, I'm getting a flamethrower to it. I'm putting a torch to the nest. Got little baby birds, little chirp, chirp, chirp. So, not gonna let them Flame get it a up. chance. <laughs> oh my god! They're not getting the drop on me. Um. Okay. So let's talk a little positive about this movie. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. Uh. Yep. The pizza and ice cream we got, like that is <laughs> huge, hugely popular. Yeah. Huge. Like, it. It, it is. Like, what? Let's talk about like. Okay, something that I don't think a lot of people talk about, but like the camera movement in this movie, mm. it's some like some pretty wild shit going on. Yeah. Like the amount of like uh, so in the in the opening scene when again the McAllisters are always late and they're running around the the front of their house, a lot of movement, a lot of color, a lot of stuff going on that I think look it looks fantastic. Yeah, yeah, I think it's sped up just a little bit. Yeah, to add to the like the hectic like panic. Yeah. that they're always in. 
but it really worked well. And then there's a great like tracking shot of the old telephone of like passing Kevin's bag. Right. You know, it's um, a it's because we know he's not there. Right. And like they're doing this whole kind of fun thing of like, oh yeah, Kevin's here. No, Kevin. Yeah. Oh, he's not here. And that's the thing is that most of the family doesn't even care. <laughs> you know. Right. Oh, Kevin's not here. I'll just pass his bag. Let me see. I'm looking at who was the cinematographer. They've done a lot of Melissa McCarthy movies. Interesting. That's a disappointment. They did Ace Ventura. Ooh. Okay. That means that Rhino's uh, anus shot was all oh, this guy. Yep. Oh, he did Home Alone 1. Okay. Oh, there you go. Yeah. So, okay. He did The Nutty Professor. He got that, that great drone shot somehow. Oh, the helicopter Kevin shot. Top. Yeah. So, yeah, there's a... <laughs> it's pretty t- rough to talk about. So, Kevin's on top of one of the Twin Towers. And he's on the observation deck, and then they pull back, and you see all of New York City. Mm-hmm. What's crazy about that is the only way they could have got that is by a helicopter flying that close to a building, mm-hmm. and that's not allowed anymore. For those two, two reasons, yeah. <laughs> a couple of reasons right there. Yeah, because like that, like, but it's such a beautiful shot to like mm-hmm. see, and yeah. especially to, like to remind you, like, there's something, uh, there's something is about New York City during the holiday season where it's like. Okay, it's loud, it's messy, especially in the in the 90s, before, you know, Rudy Giuliani took over and killed mm-hmm. all those homeless people. Mm-hmm. Uh, killed the pigeon lady. He killed the pigeon lady. To put, put her in the back and just plug yep. her in the head. Dumped her right in the lake. <laughs> right in the East River. Um, and you know what her pigeons probably did? They probably ate her and picked her fucking bones. <laughs> because they have no loyalty, they have no humanity. They're birds. They're, <laughs> They're pigeons. Uh, yeah, but uh, uh, all joking aside, like... There is something about like how New York City looks, even from up above or below, like in yeah. the winter time, where it's like, oh, this is like really kind of a peaceful, busy street, but then like when you, it's kind of dingy and shitty, like <laughs> when you got close to it. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Like there are shots in this movie that gave me immense pride right. in being a New Yorker, and then shots in this movie that uh, didn't make me ashamed. But like, oh, definitely yeah. showed like the shittier parts, and I was just like, "Yeah, that's true too." Like when you yeah. when you when they have like the scene, uh, like the, the shot of the Christmas tree in Rockefeller Center, you're like, "Yeah, like you can't you can't look at that in a bad way at right. night time." Right. It's like that's that's great. The plaza it always looks picturesque. I wish I wish it have, it was always that empty. Right. Yeah. <laughs> just no one around. You know, the guy's not from New York when he thought that because it was nighttime on Christmas Eve that the city would somehow be empty. <laughs> it's never empty. Like, I wonder how many takes it took to do that scene. Because you know there was just, like, people on each side of it yeah. just going, Get it the fuck on with me! You know? Right, right. <laughs> put me in the movie! Like, Jesus Christ! Is this alone? <laughs> but yeah, like, like that, like, the plaza, I think, every shot of the plaza looked really nice from Central Park on. Central Park yeah. looks really nice. Central Park looked great. Uh, when he's running away from them the first time, uh, when he gets... Goes through the John Wick uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> excommunicados right. arches. Yep, yep. Like, that looks yep. really cool. That's always a cool <laughs> shot. Uh, yeah. And then there's like shots like Old Times Square where she's like running around showing the pictures of Kevin. Is like, yeah, yeah, that's dingy as shit. Yep, that's like taxi driver esque New York City. Yeah, porn up, porn yeah. shop type. Yeah. yeah, it's like here's a ninety nine cent store there, and you know, just kind of. Your your souvenir trinket like the I Heart New York shit. Like, yeah, 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 exactly. Okay, like yeah, that's 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 also New York as well. The cop being supremely unhelpful. Right, like we'll, we got it. Don't yeah. worry. Oh, we'll go pick him up in a second. All right. <laughs> well, I was a ZJB then they got a well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Keep it moving. I, yeah, I, I, there are a few things. Um, 
in this movie. The cops showing up to catch the bad guys, immediately firing their weapon. Right. Classic NYPD. Classic New York City. You know, the cop uh, seeing uh, being approached by a mom with a lost son and saying, uh, yeah, we'll get around to it. Did you file a report? Did yeah. Did you file a report? Yeah, I have a, I, of course I have a report filed. Then you right, best trust, believe. Trust the process. Yeah. Well, well, then you know what's being handled. Right. <laughs> All right. All right. Enjoy your Christmas. Uh, oh, you can't because you don't have your son. Well, we'll get right on that. And what's funny is oh, that and then they're like, oh, where would your son be? Oh, he'd be at the Christmas tree. Hop in. Right. It's like, that's fucking that way. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Pointed point exactly. down the wrong way. He didn't even give her a fucking ride. Oh, God. No, they did. They oh, did. they did? They okay. did give her a ride. But, oh, I thought that's But in real was... life, it would be like, oh, yeah. Hey, it's down that way. Point yeah, down it's, to a, like, it's a little out of my jurisdiction. Point uh, to like 15th Street. Like, oh, just my go down. God, yeah. Get it up in Union Square. It's like, oh, wait, we're pointing towards south. So, nah, well, well no, it's all right. Yeah, it's just go over a couple of streets. You'll find it. Yeah, <laughs> just ask again. Because um, there is a rule, like, never ask a cop directions in New York City. Really? That, like, that's one of the things I've learned when I was driving. Huh. Never ask a cop for directions. Why is that? Because they suck at directions. <laughs> yeah, it's not my beat. Yeah, because if, they if they're not told where to go, they don't give a fuck where it is. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't doubt it. I, I've never actually done that. I've never tried asking. A I cop asked the cop once, like I was in Brooklyn. I'm like, how do I get back to the Bell Parkway? And they're like, you want to go down, make a left over here and head south for a little bit, and then you'll be able to get on the Belt. I'm like, okay. And then I got on the Kosciuszko Bridge. I was like, oh, it's like this isn't it. They ain't the Belt. <laughs> this ain't the Bell Parkway. Shit. <laughs> and then I called my dad. I was like, how am I? How do I get home? He's like, uh, just turn around. It's like go the other way. I'm like, oh, okay. So do you ask a cop for directions? Like, yeah, it's like you shouldn't do that. Oh, <laughs> like, I know now. Now I get it. <laughs> I wasn't trusting the process. <laughs> All right, so we're about 49, 50 minutes in. Do you want to give this guy a grade? Yeah, yeah. I would. Hmm. I did spend most of this podcast shitting on it. Right. But I still enjoyed it because. Does this get the two scale where it's like one for a movie, one for like just enjoying of it? I don't like think that so. nostalgic vibe. Yeah, well, for the nostalgic vibe, definitely okay. it earns points there. Yeah, um, you know, seeing Kevin, uh, you know, in, live his life to the fullest. You know, see it go sour. See his mom struggle trying to find him. You know, but those, and then at the end, seeing him outsmart these these like people would like be crafty and resourceful right. and. I feel like all of the things that I liked the most, like those things, were toned down in this movie. You didn't get the vibe that, like, they were really missing Kevin. Yeah. You know? You didn't get the vibe that Kevin was, like, really learning something about himself. You know, they, he did a very nice thing with the toy store. Right. But... Like, but Kevin was never that... not generous. Like, exactly. Like, that was never, like, a thing. He was never selfish. Exactly. Yeah. You're, you're showing what we already know, that Kevin is... That's why I said it would have been person. a lot better if he, he was, was already with, good. Right. If he was with somebody. Yeah. To prove that, like, okay. To show Buzz the true meaning of Christmas. Right. Right. And, as, and again, Home Alone 2, there's two of them. Right. You could work it in that way. Mm-hmm. Um, Give him yeah. a little something to do. Be like, you know, maybe when they're walking down Central Park at night, he's like, and the prostitute's like, you need something to read? And Buzz like, oh, yeah, yeah baby. Yeah. And he's like, nah, let's get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, then you and then you could also have, like, double teaming the, the, the robbers, too. Oh, damn. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> get that bedtime story. Get that, yeah. But, yeah, no, exactly. Like, you teach 
you teach him kind of you you kind of show off like, like maybe Buzz isn't as tough as he puts himself out mm. to be, and Kevin's is tougher than he looks. And yeah, you know, and I know that's you know, especially him still tried know, and true. Yeah, you know, murdering Marv with fucking aerial bricks is like one thing. Like Buzz being like, Jesus Christ, stop it! Don't fuck. That him. would be a, a very right. funny arc where Buzz like sees Kevin do all that stuff, and it's yes. just like, Kevin, what the fuck is wrong with you? I think you got him. It's like one of those things where. uh Oh, and the millions of like shows where they they have that where one character like kills somebody in front of us like a younger character like they're mortified and like yeah. traumatized like have Buzz be traumatized like yeah yeah he threw bricks at people <laughs> he dropped a tool chest on their faces Kevin what happened to you <laughs> who you, did this to you? this yeah. is all your fault Buzz yeah you've changed Kevin this <laughs> is, I've never seen this side of you Mom, did you there was, smile when that man was electrocuted? There was a gleam in his eyes that yeah. I'll never forget. Yeah. <laughs> it was brighter than any Yule log I've ever seen. I'm telling you, when that guy got his head uh, caught on fire and exploded... He just asked yeah. for the camera. It was a Polaroid. He could have just thrown the camera. Kevin they don't is, seem like the smartest guys. He just had this, this smile to him. It was sick. Yeah, uh, but yeah, I would give this movie a seven. Okay, I'll I would say that because you know again the New York nostalgia is big. Right. You know, seeing Kevin, you know, eat a ton of ice cream, always fun. Pizza, some za, good times, I, and and it, it yeah. definitely captured the Christmas spirit with the generosity. Yeah, for me, generosity during the Christmas time is a very big thing, and you know, I the one the Christmases that I feel the best about that I remember the most fondly are the ones where I give like to charity and stuff and I, I give as much as I can. Because right. that's, the, that's the meaning of Christmas, is giving. Right. Not receiving. Right. Yeah. And so now, and seeing seeing that really warmed my heart. Okay. Um, but for all the reasons I mentioned, it's kind of stopped it from getting a higher grade. Okay. No, I agree. I, I would give this like a seven and a half, eight mm-hmm. because I just had a, a ton of fun with it. Like even like the stupid shit about it, like the... The jump, yeah. like portal jumping from like place yeah. to place in New York City. And watching it together, we were laughing. Yeah, we the had a time, and that's the thing. Like, it's such a good time. Like, yeah. as a kid, I enjoyed it, and then as an adult, I just enjoyed how dumb it gets. Yeah, and, like how because it's just fun, and like you're like, oh my god, these guys are getting murdered. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> like okay, <laughs> but like it's still fun, and there are like some bits and bobs that obviously that I I do find funnier mm-hmm. that will knock it down a little sure. bit. But I, I I wish that like. Yeah, to it's it's just a carbon copy of the first one, yeah. but in a bigger city. One thing that was funny that we didn't talk about was how the uh, the the two robbers took the punishment of a thousand hells <laughs> and just got up and kept on just trucking. kept going. But Kevin slipped on ice once, and then he was just like Mike DeQuatroed out. <laughs> <laughs> make fun of him too much that's i know fair. that's not, not nice he's not here to defend himself it's true uh what is it it's funny i was staying at my brother's last night and he showed me a netflix show we are the champions so it's about like weird competitions and shit so they had one where it's like some sort of like cheese roll where they they, they roll <laughs> oh, oh down a hill down a hill yeah, and people yeah. just run after yeah, it yeah, yeah. and that. like these take they take like, these nasty headers and all this shit i'm like i'm sitting there going like ooh ah and then i go wait they have universal healthcare. No wonder why they do yeah. this shit. It's like I'm looking at a lens that somebody's like, "Oh, that's gonna fucking cost, cost you so you. much yeah. money." Not even that. That must hurt. Like that must hurt your wallet. Right. It's like, yeah. oh, he's so done. Yeah. But, but I think that's. Um, I think that. I think that's the shoot. That then, is right. It. Yep. So guys, thank you so much for listening on this uh, momentous almost Christmas episode. That's right. Uh, as always, 
you can find us on Twitter at Movie Mayhem Pod. At Instagram at Movie Mayhem Podcast. Uh, you can email us Movie Mayhem Podcast at gmail.com. And if you want to buy a shirt or a thing for Christmas that won't probably come in time, uh, you can go to <laughs> tpublic.com backslash Movie Mayhem Podcast with a D. Guys, I hope all of you have a Merry Christmas, a Happy Hanukkah, Happy Kwanzaa, whatever you celebrate. Yes. Have a very, very happy one. Please use it as a distraction to find some positivity right. and to find some reason to be grateful or to give other people a reason to be grateful. Right, exactly. You know? And if you're, if you're, you know, this is on Disney Plus. Mm-hmm. So if you yep. have, if you have Disney Plus, if you're fortunate enough, to yeah, have if you're Disney fortunate Plus. enough to have it out there, uh, you know, watch it, watch it with family. If you have family that's never seen it, yeah, watch it with them. See if you could do like maybe a, I don't know if they do a watch party on Disney Plus if you can't be with. Mm. But that, like, that's a fun thing. Like, yeah. We've done that before. Um, but yeah, you know, it's a. T- I know it's obviously a tough time for. A lot- I'm gonna stop the recording now. <laughs> <laughs> but no, but like, it's you know, this is this is always a rough time for people, and especially now with everything going on. But as you can see, there are th- things are getting better. Yeah, things are getting a lot better, a lot faster than you think. So, like always, if you it, it, like, just seriously, just hit us up if you wanna. If you wanna, like, if you wanna chat, if you wanna chat, someone to talk to. We got right. you. Like, if you believe Die Hard is a Christmas movie, which it obviously is, which, but you, yeah. you're getting the you're getting the crap. You know, just come to us. We'll we'll back you up. We'll give you the ammo. That's right. Matt right. will Matt will show you why. Yeah, <laughs> that it's a Christmas movie. And guys, stay tuned because we do have a New Year's Eve movie coming up for you too. That's right. Yeah, oh, that one's gonna be a banger that's as well. Gonna be a banger. Yeah. <laughs> All right, guys. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas, guys. And happy Hanukkah. Uh, Merry Kwan? Merry, yeah, it's Merry Kwan. Yeah. Yeah. And also... You want